from the Gospel of Luke in the 24th chapter. Listen for what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. While they, the disciples, were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy, they were disbelieving and still wondering. And he said to them, Have you anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it and ate it in their presence. This, too, is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Y'all, we are on a joy journey this summer. We are four weeks into a sermon series on joy. And I wanted to spend this time talking about joy because I think that joy has this tremendous power to help us and to help our communities. But I do think that it is at risk. In our culture, we are bombarded by fear. Fear of death. Fear of change. Fear of growing older. Fear of loss. Fear of those who are different than us. Fear of not getting our way. And our fears are legitimate, but our culture has made it acceptable to let our fears rule our way of life. Many of our fellow citizens feel isolated. They feel forgotten, left behind. It is said that ours has become an age of cynicism, bitterness, hopelessness. It's been called an age of anxiety. And I am deeply concerned about uh, the bitter cultural and political divides among us and our dependence on substances and experiences which are feeding an epidemic of despair. Our friend Ned used to say when he came here for the healing service, he would say, all creation is groaning. And I think that Shakespeare agreed with Ned when he asked, how with all of this rage shall beauty hold a plea? After Jesus was crucified and buried, an epidemic of despair overcame the disciples. I mean, was it all meaningless? Was their hope, their devotion, now lost in this absurd death of Jesus? Is this all there is? 
As the disciples sank deeper into this despair, Jesus, he, he showed up and he said, peace be with you. And the disciples, they weren't feeling peace. It says that they were terrified and they were startled and, and they were frightened. Doesn't that describe the human experience a lot of the time? But Jesus said, why, why are you so frightened? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. See that it's me. It's I myself. Touch me. See in the flesh. And I love how Luke describes the disciples because it's so us. He says, while in their joy, they were disbelieving, but also wondering. Their joy was an opening, was opening to a new way of new life, filled with both disbelief and wonder. All of this disbelief and wondering and hope and faith can be held together when we allow the power of joy to overwhelm us. Jesus shows us how real, physical, human connection and the hope of the resurrection creates joy for disciples lost in despair. Jesus is an agent of joy. Joy, I've become convinced, is the most real thing in the whole world. Joy anchors us to what is good and true. Life together with God now and also forever. As children of this unbelievable joy, this wonderful joy, we have the opportunity to move through the world with a joy vaccine, inoculating others against despair. Agents of joy, they know how to notice joy in their own lives to feel gratitude and how to affirm, even create, experiences of joy for others. So here are my seven steps to becoming agents of joy. Number one, know thyself. Despair sets in when we are detached from our true selves, detached from what is real, Agents of joy know how to access the truth, and that is that we belong to God. We are not alone. We are forgiven. Repentance is always possible. There are people who love us. We do matter. And the world is still full of, of beauty. And dare I say, everything will be okay. Agents of joy know how to take initiative in life, to do what they know is right and needs to be done. They know how to reset. Like the psalmist that we read together, when she's going to bed, she takes a moment to meditate on God, and she knows God is there. She knows how God has been with her in the past. She's remembering it. She's recounting it. How she is always in the shadow of God's wing. That reset, that meditation on God produces gratitude in the psalmist. Gratitude for God and, and therefore joy. 
When we take time to express thanksgiving for simple pleasures, for beauty, for relationships and experiences, when we are grateful, joy becomes almost instantly present. An agent of joy knows how to notice joy, how to express gratitude, and remain in joy. Know thyself. Number two is know God. The 16th century French reformer John Calvin said that nearly all wisdom that we possess that is to say, true and sound wisdom consists of two parts, the knowledge of God and of ourselves. Joy is the ultimate, primary, supreme human experience, a fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is true and sound wisdom. And we come to know our need for, for God when we know ourselves truly. And then here's what God provides love, grace, repentance, new life. Paul says that I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus. That means that when the conditions of this life change, and they change, boy do they change, God remains, and, and this is joy. Knowing God knows that we know above all else that we belong to God and nothing can change that. Know God and you know God's love and you are anchored in joy. Number three, the third step to becoming an agent of joy is to pursue the greatest commandments. Jesus said that you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Joy is a gift from God, but it is also a task, a part of our calling to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Loving our neighbors is not just about serving or, or volunteering to do good things, for the less fortunate, the greatest commandments are about the power of relationships. Relationship with God and then relationships that are mutual with others. Pursuing the greatest commandment to first love God with all of our heart helps reframe how we engage the world. It it's immediately opens us to joy. And then that allows us to love our neighbors in a way that brings authentic and mutual joy to all of our lives. And then that, that, that kind of mutual relationship, it, it builds flourishing relationships and it can cross all kinds of barriers. Neighbor love modeled after God's love. Loving our neighbor isn't service or volunteerism, it's profoundly life-altering, joy-producing relationships. Number four, connect, connect, connect. And I'm not talking about online. This is the central step to becoming an agent of love. The step towards which the first three points build and the next three will flow. Connect. Connect to God. Connect to others. Connect to creation. We must put our phones down 
for those of us that that's an issue, because the heart of joy is in human connection. A huge contributor to our epidemic of despair is an epidemic of loneliness. Americans, especially as they age, are becoming more and more isolated. The lack of human connection actually contributes to a feeling of disconnection from one's own self, joylessness. But joy can also be as close as human connection. The 20th century reform, reformer, the Swiss theologian Karl Barth, said that our very being is bound in human encounters. Agents of joy keep people connected to their own community in four simple steps, he says. Looking someone in the eye, this is so practical, looking someone in the eye, listening as well as talking, listening as well as knowing that you are being heard, having an opportunity to help others. See how that kind of plays on that volunteerism where a mutual relationship is lacking? There's something about human encounters that uh, you need to be able to help someone else, not only be the recipient of, health, of, of help, helping others. And then, and then finally, uh, uh, doing all of this with uh, a sense of gladness, not obligation. Eye contact, listening and being heard, the opportunity to help others, and doing it all with gladness. This is what Bart says is uh, what allows us to be more human. Detective Sergeant Ashley Jones is a police officer in England, and she was talking recently, he was talking recently to an elderly widow who had been scammed. She would get a call every morning from a man pretending to be her friend, and eventually he convinced her to give him about $31,000. Detective Jones was struck when the woman said that she didn't even mind sending the con man money. She told Detective Jones, otherwise, I would never speak to another person for weeks on end. And this wasn't the first time that Detec Detective Jones had heard such a thing. So Jones convinced the police department to, to let him designate a couple of, of what he called chat benches makes me think, John, of the bench that you just built. And he put them in, in two local parks. And he hung these colorful signs that said, the happy to chat bench. Sit here if you don't mind someone stopping to say hello. And people did. And it has taken off. He put up 10 more benches in places where senior citizens were known to congregate. And they're finding that these benches help break down barriers to human connection, even with strangers. This idea is spreading across the United Kingdom. It's not only about battling the epidemic of loneliness, where in the UK, 17% of, elder, of elderly people were in contact with family and friends less than once a week. It's also a way to fight crime, crimes that, that arise from loneliness and from being isolated. So through these genuine, simple, mutual connections, agents of joy are able to affirm joy even in hard times, 
by forming mutual relationships and thus ensuring, reassuring each other that God is present, that God loves us. Number five, agents of joy should never underestimate the power of sin. If joy flourishes in connections between God and others, sin flourishes in separation, which is basically what sin is, separation from God. Agents of joy will push against the power of sin, but only God can overcome sin. Some people will simply be unable to engage in joy. Jesus prepares his own disciples for the reality that there are places that they would go where people would simply not welcome them. And he says, when that's the case, you, you got to leave dust, knock the dust off your feet. Jesus once found a man who had been waiting to be healed for such a long time and, and sitting by this pool to be healed. And, and, and you think it's so interesting what Jesus asked him. He asks him, do you want to be made well? Seems obvious, but some people simply do not. Some people are too afraid to leave behind reliable disappointments, habits of being grumpy or cynical or griping. Joy requires a level of vulnerability and openness. Sin keeps people from experiencing this. Number six, agents of joy should never underestimate the power of grace. Love wins. God overcomes all sin and separation. God can bring healing and even joy to anyone. Nothing can completely separate anyone from the love of God. Light will break through, and when it does, we rejoice with the one who was lost but now is found. Finally, number seven, agents of joy should celebrate and enjoy God forever. The Westminster Shorter Catechism is an early teaching of the Reformed Church, and the first question asks, what is the chief end of humanity? What is our purpose? The answer? to glorify and enjoy God forever. That's why we exist. That is our reason for being, to glorify and enjoy God forever. Agents of joy know that enjoyment of God and the life that God has given us is our reason for being. Agents of joy are rooted in the truth that God desires for us to enjoy a relationship with God and healthy, harmonious relationships with all that God has made, not just humans, but all of creation. When fear and worry and questions of meaning and value creep in, we are reminded that God wants us to just enjoy, to enjoy this life together. Agents of joy help others discover this too. Letting go of past mistakes, turning their lives around, embracing forgiveness and mercy and love, which are the gifts of God, inviting grace to be the rule of their life. So these, friends, are the seven steps to becoming agents of joy in a world that is in need of an army of joy. Know thyself. Know God, 
pursue the greatest commandments, connect, connect, connect. Never underestimate the power of sin, but never underestimate the power of grace. And remember to celebrate and to enjoy God forever. Go forth as agents of joy. Amen.